the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money. Talking investing. Talking... That's probably about it. We don't need to talk much, much more than that, do we? Uh, let's take a look at the markets. Uh, we talk and we talk uh, basically try to have an open dialogue so we can get to retirement, so that we can get through the markets, so we can get through crazy periods. I think that's super important. We are in a transition period. We have been in a bull market, a market that goes up, wow, for nine years. Some people who are nine years old have never seen it a down market. Some people tend to forget down markets. So just be ready when they happen. Uh, I like them. I like them a lot. Uh, but today we open the market lower. And there's a pretty good reason why. Like I said, we're in this transition period, right? You kind of got to work with me on that. Um, it's kind of a day where the, the bull market needs to rest, right? Right? The answer is going to be known in approximately, I don't know, how long does the market have left to open? Six more hours. And all indications are that we should move lower today. Let me tell you why. Here's the indications. Ten-year treasury note is above 3%. Rising oil prices above $7. That's starting to get to that area where it does hit. It does pinch at the pump. China reported a batch of mixed data for April industrial production, fixed asset investment, and retail sales. That has sparked concerns ultimately about fading cyclical growth. We may want to live in nirvana. We may want to live in utopia. We may want to live in bliss. But sometimes it takes rain to make the tulips grow. If you're with me or against me, key takeaway right now is that there's enough negatives that we should have at least a little bit of rain in the forecast. And again, <coughs> excuse me, 10 year treasury is about 3%, rising oil, Home Depot is down. They uh, reported better than expected first quarter results, they reaffirmed its outlook. But Wall Street saw something in the Home Depot report that caught. Gave some grief. Their sales missed expectations. Interest rates are advancing. Home Depot sells stuff that goes in homes. Interest rates, when they become more expensive, cause people to be able to afford less home. So these three you know, data points are kind of dancing around each other. Spring is easily the most important season for the home improvement retailer, Home Depot. So you kind of want to see things kind of fat in in April, May, a little bit of June. Because people are like, oh, winter. 
And on the West Coast, you may say, ah, rain season's over. My grass is green. But on the East Coast, they're digging out from snow and the snow's melting. And that helps keep the, get the grass going for sure. But it does start to fade, right? And uh, then you have to go get grass seed and you say, hey, you know, it's warm. I'm going to paint my house because it took a shellacking last year from the, the weather. Spring is an especially important time of the year for the home builders. Um, the holidays is a super important time for retailers. And Wall Street pays attention. And these guys who are all key parts of our economy, um, we do pay attention. So Home Depot's sales miss suggests a cooling housing market. A lot of people, myself included, have made a lot of money in the last few years from being involved in a, a good market. Both, both housing market and stock market, right? So when it cools, will my wealth cool? Yeah, sure. Because my job hasn't been giving me increases of pay of 10, 15% like the stock market has. So it does kind of cool things off. And that's not a bad thing. It's, it's not necessarily a good thing, but it's not a bad thing. So that 10-year treasury note, let's hit that for a couple of seconds here. Hit its highest level since 2011. Where were you in 2011? When David Bowie was live, you know, right? Oh, good God. Um, but yeah, the 10-year treasury, it, it basically means things are more expensive. To, you know, it's, it's more expensive to borrow money. Um, the finance director at that car company that you are, are looking at right now, he sees the 10-year treasury go higher and he's like, oh, it's gonna, that monthly payment that that person has for that $40,000 car is going to go up. Investors are betting the Federal Reserve will keep its aggressive stance even if it unnerves financial markets a bit. So a little oil inflation, pain at the pump. A little interest rate inflation, pain into mortgages and pain in borrowing costs. So I'm not going to go and be that guy who's like, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. But th things are changing a little bit out there at this point in time. And I hope you can see that. Other big stories of note today. Apple's Tim Cook told Trump his China tariff policy is not the right approach. They had a meeting about a month ago, and it was behind closed doors. And Apple CEO Tim Cook came out this morning and said, the trade wars or the trades between the U.S. and China benefit both countries. And he's, he's making that point to the public now that he made to the, the president. Two countries trading together make a pie larger. And who doesn't – well, he doesn't say who doesn't like pie, but I'll say that for him, right? Who doesn't like pie? So Tim Cook, is he – does he have the ear of the president? I certainly think when you're the most profitable company in the United States, you're the most profitable country company on the planet. You should have the president's ear. On some level. Which is a very good thing. Which is a very, very good thing. Amazon is moving into blockchain. Now, this week isn't very long, and we've already you know, talked a little bit about blockchain. Now, Facebook is getting into blockchain. The technology behind Bitcoin, or that, that serves Bitcoin, um, 
is a good one. Amazon's cloud computing arm is partnering with a startup called Kaleido to make it easier for customers to put their services on blockchain. Introducing Kaleido to Amazon Web Services customers is going to help customers feel that, you know, um, they've got Amazon behind their back and safety behind their back. It's more of a heavy-duty security blockchain is than what we currently have. Boy, the words are coming out tough today, huh? Morgan Stanley, who's been a big bull, a bull is someone who's like, er, positive, has been a very, very big bull. Um, Tesla, Tesla. And the analyst who covers Tesla is lowering his profitability forecast due to the Model 3 manufacturing problems. So he's been out there saying that he thinks the stock is a $376 stock. Now, today, he's saying, I think the stock is a $291 stock. Over the weekend, there was another Tesla that got into a crash, and a lot of people were questioning, was it on self-driving mode? You know, the percentage of, of Teslas that get in car crashes is lower than the percentage of other automobiles? Yes, yes. But people panic, and they think, like, the self-driving thing everyone's going to die instantly from. Uh, it's a little unfair, but... Pretty interesting when an analyst turns on you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Welcome back in. Hello, hello, hello. The market is in a transition period out of a bull market that was driven by lower interest rates. Easy money. Those who couldn't afford a home were able to afford a home a little bit easier because mortgage rates went lower and lower and lower. Credit card rates went lower and lower and lower. So if you got in trouble, it wasn't as bad. Corporations like Apple... They said, you know, bring out the cranes. We, we, we're going to build a great big office building because rates are so low. We're not going to use any of that $250 billion of cash we have. We're going to borrow money. Well, when money becomes more expensive, you become a little bit more serious about it. You hope. Now, you got to look at some companies and go, they don't act like they're very serious. They're losing a lot of money. It's like that company that does movie pass. That stock is down 99%. Because people love the service in Movie Pass, go to a movie, pay nine dollars and ninety-five cents a year a month, and go to as many movies a month as you can, one per day, no repeats, and uh, the company is losing money. <laughs> it's that kind of simple. That's I get in the in the end, the Movie Pass lesson is the lesson I want everyone to walk away from, and maybe we're going to call this lesson number seventy-two. You got to make money. It's all about the earnings, whatever you want to call it. Oh, what else is out there? U.S.-China tensions ease. That's helped Qualcomm enormously because they're trying to buy a Chinese company. When, When nations' trading statuses are stressed, not a lot of mergers and acquisitions get going. Just doesn't happen that way. So the Dow's lower. 
that's out there. Good news is bad news. Maybe that's market lesson number 71. <laughs> when good news is bad news. So you look at some of the, the data and things are good. Ford, a little bit lower today. Piper Jaffray downgraded its neutral. Now, that doesn't mean anything to you until you see the report. And then when you see the report, just understand that that analyst has put that together. Home Depot down. It had a nice quarter. It reaffirmed their expectations. But Wall Street was like, hmm, weren't you supposed to do a little bit better this quarter because it's spring? Speaking of spring, Scott's Miracle Grow, SMG. I actually heard an analyst talk about how SMG is a play on marijuana. As more and more as more and more states legalize marijuana, one of the things that they're doing is uh, uh, allowing people to grow at home. They're not just opening up dispensaries. They're not just saying it's medical or what have you. They're letting people, you know, put the stuff together at their own home. So Scott's Miracle Grow makes weeds grow, right? It's an odd play, trust me. Hey, 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 I'll be here all night. Don't forget to tip your waiters and waitresses. Western Digital up today. They announced a $1 billion stock buyback. I would have thought years ago that Western Digital uh, would run into problems because storage on computers, certainly the demand is going up. But certainly at some point in time, will we will four terabytes be enough or do we need eight? Will eight terabytes or teraflops be good or do we need 16? It's a pretty good question, you know, right? Um, how much video compression, how much artificial intelligence, how much computing power do we need? How much storage power do we need? Cloud, doesn't the cloud do this? Flash memory versus uh, hard drives. And again, hard drives... When they first came out, I remember paying for a 20, maybe a 10 meg hard drive. And that, you know, you'd go to the store, the computer store, like a Best Buy, but it wasn't Best Buy at that time. You'd pick up your hard drive, you'd pick up all the cables, you'd do it yourself as best you can, put a new hard drive in, and you just went from 10 megs to 20 megs. You're like, woohoo! <laughs> good times, right? Woohoo! Uh, let's say it's not that good of a time. So those are some of the stories that are out there today. So oils snuck up and had a very good 12 months. Have you noticed that? So oil was in the 30s for not a long time, but a period of time. And it fought its way up to the 40s and got into the, the low 50s. Now we're looking back and we're going... Um, how did he get to 70 <laughs> kind of thing? It's been a, a, a nice move, to be quite honest with you. U.S. oil production did some uh, pretty good things, keeping pace with domestic demand until the late 1960s. And then the demand got to a point where it was accelerating more and more and more in the 70s. Domestic production peaked. Even as domestic production dropped by nearly 400 million barrels per year, domestic demand in the United States for oil continued to grow. You may remember, you may not remember, 
the Iranian oil shock, which pushed prices up 150%. People, do yourself a favor today. This is fun. This is fun for me. And maybe even uh, just Google Iranian oil shock and gas lines in the United States, depending on your uh, bumper, not your yeah, your, your uh, plates, um, your car plates. Um, Depending on what number it started with, was you could go on an even day or an odd day to a gas station. And this was in the late 70s. This wasn't, you know, a million years ago. Uh, the brunt of the adjustment in demand, when the U.S. continued to demand oil, we continued to demand oil. And we didn't have, we were just weren't, we weren't pulling as much out of the ground as we, we were demanding it. It continued to grow, and we got addicted as a nation to the foreign oil. And when I got into the financial media business and the financial business, you know, one of the things you watch is the price of oil because as oil goes up in price, it it tends to sap something, whether it's gasoline or factory costs go up to you know make your plastic cups. Or your video game, oh, not your video games, but your video game monitors, the, the costs go up when oil goes up. So that's one of the reasons we pay attention so much. So crude production in the United States continued to shrink through the mid uh, the 2010 era. And then we started fracking. Uh, we started getting into shale, whether it was Alaska, California, Louisiana. Um, those were all the big oil company, all the oil parts of the U.S. for the longest period of time. And now it's North Dakota, New Mexico, and Colorado. Things do change. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Wow. It's no secret that I'm over 40, that I'm an adult. But I remember my childhood well. And there's a lot to learn from our childhood as far as business lessons go and investment lessons as well. So I remember, you know, do you remember when your parents dropped you off at the movies for the first couple of times? And you saw things like Star Wars or you saw things like uh, Lost in Space. Uh, Han Solo was your like dude. He was a, a T-shirt that you had that you loved for years and years and years. Bill and Ted. You probably remember going to the movies and seeing Wax On, Wax Off and the Karate Kid. And like wasn't Ralph Macchio like 40 by the time the third one came out? Not so much a kid anymore, are you? So now there's new, a new flashback to the, my past, and that's Cobra Kai. And yeah, that's a sequel to a sequel that hasn't been in demand in 20 plus years. And it's in demand because the people who did watch Karate Kid remember it as a kind of a golden age of movies took chances. Now you can't do Karate Kid unless for some reason he has to go to Beijing and buildings fall over. Everything has to be international now and have cars in it. So Daniel-san was kind of 
a nice memory for most of us. Ralph Macchio. Uh, when he had made that big comeback movie, my cousin Vinny, you're like, wow, that's what he looks. He still looks like he's 16. But if you've been at the water cooler recently, you've probably heard a couple people say, hey, have you heard Cobra Kai? It's a new movie. It's a new TV show, excuse me, but not movie. Um, based on the classic 1984 movie. And they got the original two guys back. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Um, and they got Ralph Macchio. Wax on. Wax off. So they got them both back. And for poops and giggles, I'll go, I'll bite. I'll go, okay, what's the, what's the premise? And the premise is that, that, that crane kick that Ralph Macchio did was, was an illegal kick. And the judge should have uh, ruled a disqualification. So they make the bad guy a good guy and make the good guy questionable. Now, where can you find such fine entertainment? It's something called YouTube Red. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, and it goes back to our childhood. Everyone from Netflix is doing Lost in Space. Star Trek is another season on CBS. It's first season, but it's only on CBS Online, not on CBS Television. Oh, okay, now you're starting to piss me off. All these throwbacks from our childhood are on different times and different paid networks. So if I do have a curiosity, I'm going to have to plop down some money. And it's confusing. YouTube Red almost sounds like a naughty, sexy version of YouTube, right? YouTube Red XXX. Now, if Cobra Kai is a hit, I don't know. It's got a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that just a lot of sentiment? But it's another service that people are willing to throw on their credit card alongside your Amazon Prime. They're going to charge you every month. Your Hulu every month. Netflix every month. So YouTube placed a little bit of a bet on Cobra Kai. Let's see if we can rekindle some of the magic and get people to sign up. YouTube outbid companies like Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and AMC. Now, Hulu, for instance, they were kind of a tertiary streaming service. They, they had their place, but as soon as they got Handmaid's Tale and Handmaid's Tale started winning Academy Awards, people were like, ooh, 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 not Academy Awards, but uh, Emmys. People were all excited and started to sign up for Hulu. So I'm going somewhere with this. A, let's stop on the side of the road and take a, a quick breather and say that these services all cost money. And these services all take money on a monthly basis. And there's going to be some months that you don't use it. Now start thinking about some of the other services you don't use. Maybe we should have kind of a service addiction review on occasion, right? So here's where I'm really going to pat on the table and go, I just don't get it. Google's strategy is problematic to me because YouTube Red was a project that Google started and to get people to pay $10, $20 a month um, for YouTube, I got it. I got it. Uh, $10 a month, I get it. And you know Netflix will eventually be $20 a month. HBO's 15 or 10 depending on how you get it, right? So when Google, when YouTube Reds first started to come out, they had this guy, Logan Paul, and 
Lizzie Koshy, and they had their own little streaming stars that maybe your kids were addicted to because they're not watching TV, they're watching YouTube. They had these own little stars that they're like, maybe we can pay these guys. Maybe we can get them on a network and call it YouTube Red. And it could have been called YouTube Teenager or YouTube uh, Streaming Stars. But YouTube Red doesn't mean much to me. And YouTube Red's audience has been built up with guys like Logan Paul who are like, I'm going to go to WWE and pick a fight with Hulk Hogan. Let's see what happens. Or I'm going to go into a graveyard and show you a dead person. Let's see what happens. Crikey. So YouTube Red's just it, – it's a problem for me because their, their audience are, are a bunch of young kids under 20. And then they come up with a TV show that was 20 years ago off of a movie before these guys were even born. So they're trying to maybe get the parents of these kids to say, ah, you got to see what I used to watch. Daniel Saad. Let's see if he can get to fly with chopsticks. So YouTube Red's 10 bucks, right? And it's a bunch of kids. I get it. I don't get why they have the the show there. Because, wait, wait. And now wait for it. There's another thing. YouTube also has something called YouTube TV. Now, I can't make this up. So Google owns YouTube, and I get YouTube Red. But now we're also got something called YouTube TV, which is a skinny bundle. That's where that show should have gone to. But it's a skinny bundle of other people's networks, not their own. So YouTube TV, another 40 bucks a month will get you ESPN, CNN, FX. And here's the problem. Google is introducing to its customers two choices. You don't want to do that. As a salesperson, you want to like funnel people into one thought. Hey, don't you want a car that, that's going to, to protect your children? No, I do. I want a car that's going to kill my children. A good salesperson is going to is going to take you right down where he wants to take you. He's going to listen to you, and he's going to say everything. He's going to reaffirm everything you just said. So for me, I, I don't want to make that choice because I feel like I just spent money on that thing. God darn it! Right? Netflix is going to spend eight billion dollars this year producing content and they don't have an identity crisis. Google has that identity crisis to me. Dueling services with dueling approaches. Plus they've got another music streaming service coming soon. They've got a Google music out there. It's just, it's just not as tied. It's not pulled together well. And like I said, you don't want to give people two choices. You want to give them one. If you want to solve the problems and expand, it's, pantheon of content beyond Cobra Kai, YouTube's going to have to step up its spending on original content. So you can't charge $10 a month for YouTube Red, which is geared essentially to people under 20. You strip out some commercials, sure, that's the nice perk. But then you say, okay, we're going to buy Cobra Kai, and let's just say they spent, oh, good God, $100 $100 million on, on 10 episodes. And that let the producers to get fat. Everyone got fat. Well, now Cobra Kai is going to be over after 10 episodes. And after 10 episodes, they're going to have that problem of where do we send people to? And where does Rob want to be sent to? 
is it Google Red? Is it YouTube Red? Is it YouTube XXX? Is it YouTube Live? Is it YouTube TV? I, I, I do want to look at that skinny bundle because that skinny bundle has some live sports. And the only reason people still stream, don't stream all their TV content is live sports, it seems like. That's what I keep hearing, right? So Netflix is going to spend $8 billion. Amazon and Hulu are right behind what Netflix is going to spend. So I own shares of Google, and I almost want Cobra Kai to fail. Because to me, this is a confusing way to play your customers. Two more Tesla executives have stepped away. That's never a good thing. Have you ever seen like movies where boats are sinking and the captain you know, runs ahead of everyone and, and jumps on the lifeboat and leaves? That's kind of the first thought I get when I hear about an executive leaving. But Doug Field, the automaker's engineering chief, said he's taking time off to recharge while his regular, regularly point person um, has defected to Google from Tesla. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Got a little bit of blood in the streets today. Nothing too crazy, nothing too shabby. We got the S&P 500 lower, the Dow lower, the NASDAQ lower. Did I forget about our guest? I'm guessing he's not there anymore, which is A-OK. My bad. Could have used a reminder on that one. But anyway, David Tepper is buying... Um, David Tepper is buying the Panthers for a record $2.2 billion. That's pretty crazy, right? Can you imagine having that kind of money? I've written some checks in my life, but never won that big. That's out there. So I guess the guy who owned the the Panthers before got into a little bit of was he too touchy touchy and the NFL doesn't want that in any way shape or form Mark Cuban talked about investing in Apple I like Cuban I think he's a good quote I'm not going to say that he's a good investor I'm not going to say he's a bad investor I'm not one of those people who tries to find that Buddha or that guru per se and uh put all my, my eggs in his basket. But he, he, he did say something kind of interesting. He was on CNBC. And he talked about the idea of buying Apple. And he goes, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to save my money right now. I'm going to have some cash. He's waiting for a pullback in the market. And that's good. That's, 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 I think that's a pretty healthy thought. Have some cash on the sidelines. I'm not going to knock that. That's not bad. But you kind of get into that's his opinion and you could certainly do that too. I've got some cash on the sidelines. I don't talk about it very often. A, it will become very repetitive very fast, which will become very dull very soon. Hedge fund manager David Tepper. I bring this one up because he's a hedge fund manager who bought the Carolina Panthers. 
you remember when you'd learn like, oh, that guy, he owned a moving company and he owns a football team too. Now it's hedged $2.2 billion. What's even crazier about that is Carolina Panthers is a pretty good team, right? To buy the Buffalo Bills back in 2014, just three or four years ago, right? You're talking about $1.4 billion. Now, when does this price madness stop? I'm, I'm not talking about California Bay Area real estate prices. I'm talking about when does the price of sporting clubs stop going higher and higher and higher? Because you know what happens when you go higher and higher, straight up off line. Yeah, you, you have to come back down at some point. The owners can you know, come up and say, oh, sure, we'll, we'll let the Amazon Prime TV service broadcast one football game per year for $1 billion. You can only tap sponsors. You can only tap advertisers. And you can only tap customers so often. $2.2 billion is a lot of money. Guy's worth $11.4 billion. Something tells me he didn't get into this investment this sale to hang out with with sweaty men in the locker room. Maybe he did. Maybe maybe that's maybe he did. But something tells me he he wants to sell that company at some point in time. Two point two billion dollars is a lot to throw down to show off. Like you could show off. Like let's say you have a thing where you want um, fashion models to fall in love with you, and they're you're forty five years older than they are. Get a yacht. Go to Barbados. Invite them. Get a jet ski. I don't think you have to go as far as the $2.2 billion Carolina Panthers. Let's say you've got some sons that you're like, you've got some daddy issues. Go to the World Series. Go to the World Cup. Hit the world uh, final game of five things this year, whether it be tennis or football or hockey or baseball or, or what have you. You don't have to buy them a franchise. So to me, this was probably an investment. He wants his $11.4 billion to be worth more. Richardson was the, the guy who was the previous owner. Um, the Tepper's 60 years old. And at one point in time, we hated hedge funds managers, right? He holds a 5% stake in the Steelers. His finances have already been pretty well vetted by the league because he holds a 5% stake in the Steelers. He's going to have to sell that minority ownership so does not have a conflict of interest. He donated David Tepper $55 million to Carnegie Mellon's University Business School in 2013. Can you imagine having that kind of money? $55 million is a lot of sky. When I donate $1,000, I'm conscious of it because I came from a, a lower middle class family. We might have been middle middle class. Retail sales gain point to a healthier second quarter. Home Depot sales disappoint only because it's spring and because of higher interest rates and because of borrowing costs. People are a little bit paying attention to these retail sales numbers today. Home Depot did get chilled this year by a long winter with a thaw seen in the, you know, happening as we speak. So anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Just saw the most fantastic headline cross. 
Bitcoin to hit 50,000 by year end. <laughs> so says the CEO of one of the biggest cryptocurrencies marketplaces. Hmm, that's not a biased opinion. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.